so the opening scene with Karina in her office doing yoga, brushing her teeth. I love a bit of multitasking. Also, that's a new office. It is a new office. I agree. It looks very different than the last time we saw her office. Um, yeah. She's got a little window now that she last time was a hospital window. Now she has one like outside. Um, I love how professional she is with, with Dr. Bailey. Like she, when she, you know, calling her Dr. Bailey. And I wrote that, that down as well. They've known yeah. each other for five years and she's yeah. still calling her Dr. Bailey. It's adorable. Even when she's, even when she's like in distress, when she's like, yeah. I thought we were over Dr. Bailey. And when she had to throw up, she was like, yeah. I think this is funny, Dr. Bailey. Like it was just like, really? But um, I absolutely loved Chandra Wilson, who plays Miranda Bailey. Um, in the She's scene where Maya came brilliant. in, her facial expressions when she was looking between Maya and Karina, and you know you could tell she was egging for Maya. And the thing I wrote down was the silence, and then Dr. Bailey. It looks delicious, Maya. Like, and then Aww. Karina's just like, yeah. then Karina's just like, you can't be here. You what are you doing here? And then like, and then Dr. Bailey just like, what? <laughs> I just loved it. I loved that scene. I thought yeah. they all did a great job. I loved Maya's gentleness. Like, no, I, I can come and I did, but I'm leaving now. Yeah. Um, I just loved everything about it. What about you? Same. What struck me was when Maya first came in, Karina's face, it's not anger. It's not disgust. It's not like, oh, for God's sake. It's just, she's completely undone. She's just kind of like, oh, she's here. Yeah. And it's not until Dr. Bailey does that, it looks delicious, Maya. And that's when Karina actually, when she breaks, and, and it's Bailey that gets the side eye. Bailey gets the yeah. patented Karina, like, stroppy side eye. Yes, yes. And then she's like, you can't be here. You can't just come stormy in here. But she doesn't really know how she feels at the beginning. She doesn't really know how to react. But it's not anger. That's not, it's not anger. It's not upset. It's not frustration. It's just kind of surprise and and I think that maybe she wasn't expecting Maya to turn up because it's not a Maya move and especially with baked goods like it's yeah. not a Maya thing and do you remember I was saying last week like as I said I don't know what the right thing for Maya to do is I don't know what I would do yes. if I was yes. Maya in this situation because you know what what can you do and when she brought it in as soon as I saw the lasagna and I said do you get some lasagna yeah. And of course it's the lasagna of course that's the perfect the perfect yeah. thing to do it couldn't have been more perfect but no, she couldn't. did it in such a low-key way like i've brought you this i can storm in and i have stormed in and i'm just gonna put this down and i'm now gonna leave but the the parallels between that and the first time with the lasagna and the fact that karina had said the hotel food tastes like heartache. This has been like cooked with love. This is literally love in a bowl. It's love in a casserole dish. I just absolutely loved it. I did. And Bailey is always gold. Bailey is always gold. So I love their little exchange as well. And then obviously when Bailey said, eat the lasagna, it might just turn your day yeah. around. And yeah. doesn't it just? <laughs> yes. Eat the lasagna. Yeah, for sure. It did. It turned her day around. Um, but it opened up a door that True. we needed opened, right? But when ba when Bailey comes back and Karina says she couldn't enjoy it, I thought also that thought that was quite ambiguous. Why couldn't you enjoy it? Is it just literally because it tastes like poop? 
Is it because you've started feeling dodgy right away? Or is it because you don't want to let yourself enjoy it? Yeah. That was what I thought, you know, do you not want to let yourself enjoy it because of the symbolism? Or do you not enjoy it because you've been thinking about the clinic? Because the next line that she, you know, has is, I've been thinking about giving up my clinic hours and that's the only connection that I've got to Maya. So is that why you can't enjoy it? Yeah. Um, and I thought it was super poignant when Bailey pointed out to her, well, Maya's trying to make the connection. She's like, it's the only connection I've got with the lasagna right in front of her that yeah. her wife's just yeah. dropped off. So, so it's kind of that whole thing of Bailey kind of making her realize, well, you're the one that's cut yourself off, actually. Like there is stuff coming to you. You just have to receive it. What did you think? No, I loved, I loved the whole scene. I loved the, um, I think Stefania killed the scene. Um, yeah. I love the exchange with Dr. Bailey. I think that was written perfectly. Um, yes. And, and that's when we started into the nonstop uh, Karina vomiting, which there's a Bless lot her. of, yeah, I know there's a lot of fandom talk that she's actually really pregnant and it wasn't food poisoning. Um, so what do you think about that? Well, I don't know. Uh, I don't work in the medical field and I have not been pregnant. You work in the medical field and have been pregnant. (laughs) These two things are true. So, I mean, I personally don't think that she's pregnant. I think that that was a very violent reaction that came on very suddenly after eating a meal that Bailey quite rightly sniffed and said, oh, that's not right, and binned. And so I just feel like it would be rather a coincidence for absolutely horrendous case of morning sickness to come on right at that very moment um so my feeling is that she's not but then as we know i don't care for that storyline so i'm still holding on to her not being which i should just let it go they've done a year and a half on it so it's going to happen and it's also you know what karina wants and so it's going to be like horrendous if she can't have it because that seems to be like the driving thing and thing in her life at the moment so if i want this character to be happy and successful then i have to want for her what she wants for herself so fine give her a baby but i don't think i don't think she's pregnant yet okay what do you think I don't know if she's pregnant or not, but I don't think the reaction to the spaghetti was related to pregnant or the lasagna was related to pregnancy. I don't think those two are related at all. No. Um, I think it's something that's easy to kind of make, make it be related because you want it to be. But I, I just think it was some, a way for them to put Maya and Karina together. And that's what happened. And that's what allowed Maya to knock on Karina's door at the hotel room. Yes. Yes. So I, I loved when she got the call when she was like, Karina, when you know when she picked up the phone and um, oh to and then we, to, yeah. to to Miranda. So there's so there's girl Karina worked side by side with Bailey for five plus years. Still calls her Doctor Bailey. Maya's met her five times. Miranda. <laughs> yeah. 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 So if she could have grabbed the steering wheel from Jack and kind of maneuvered that rig around the around the corner any quicker she would have done but yeah bless her going running to her side yep and uh loved loved karina's walk to the hotel door the stagger Um, yeah bless her kind of curled up in the fetal position and the way she moans when the door knocks and then staggering over yeah um so if she hadn't had to run to puke 
do you think what do you think her reaction would have been? I mean, she didn't have time to slam the door. She literally opened it and then and then had to boot. So she, you know, so she legged it. But what do you think her reaction would have been to to seeing Maya at the door had she not had to go and unload? I think she would have closed the door. Do I think I yeah, um because when she runs into the bathroom, she slams the door and her her first instinct after she throws up is to say go away. I'm not letting you in here. Yeah. Um, so because she had to throw up that opened up the door for, you know, Maya to be able to come in and stay in the room cause she left yeah. the door. But I think if she wouldn't have left, there maybe would have been a small dialogue and then a, you know, I don't want you here and close the door. Yeah. What about you? Well, can I first of all point out that um, we all know who the tidy person in the, like there's always like one person that does hospital corners on the bed and one person that lives like a feral raccoon in a relationship. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And from the Myers maniacal cleaning, and then from the state of Karina's hotel room, we can see who is the feral <laughs> raccoon in the relationship. I counted six pairs of shoes, including the ones on her feet. Wow. There are clothes everywhere. And I'm wondering if it really was the lasagna that was to blame or whether it was like her diet while she's there. Because on the sideboard, there's two mason jars full of like chewy sweets, like jelly sweets and a bottle Uh, of red wine. How did you see all I'm I'm what did you just like pause the clips and look at the screen? (laughs) No, I'm a lawyer. How did we get this information? I'm a lawyer and yes, I like everything is forensic. (laughs) Unfortunately, that's the way my head works. That is the way my brain works. Like I see, I see everything. Yeah, Yeah, not much gets past me. But yeah, like what a mess. Like you need to go home to your wife because your wife needs to be, you know, taken care of you clearly. You are not, you are not thriving. You are not thriving. That's funny. But bless her. Yeah, when she goes into the bathroom and slams the door. Like, well, first of all, she has the most adorable tantrum ever. Like yeah, the little stamp the little stampy I love the stamp foot. On the foot. Yes. Yeah, the little stampy foot. Um, but when she says, I'm not letting you in, I didn't think she was talking about the bathroom. I mean, she was talking about the bathroom, clearly. What she actually said was, I'm not letting you in. And uh, yeah, I felt that that was less about her physical space than her emotional space, really. And I, and yes. I also think that she was kind of trying to trying to convince herself of that, you know? And she says, yes. to, you know, it was torture seeing you at work and I need space. But I think all of that's in spite of herself because she's, because she's so angry and she's hurt, so hurt and she's not done being angry and she's not done being hurt. She's, you know, she feels that she's entitled to that and she wants to live in it for a bit. But she comes undone when she sees Maya, you know? I was going to say, she kind of said that. She she said, you know, she got to the end when she was like, it's not just going to be that I come home and everything's fine. It's not going to work that way. Yeah. But she realized that she's ready, I think, to, to need Maya back. So yeah. I agree. And I think going back to when Maya first turned up at the office, you know, it was that look on her face of what do I do? It wasn't like anger and like, Vatane, like, get out. You know, it wasn't that. It was, oh, you know, what? what what do I what do I do you know and and it's understandable that that she is conflicted like that and you know Maya I think actually Maya comported herself really well in that situation when she's quietly said I know you need space and I've given you space 
Yeah. If we're going to stay married at some point, yeah. you know, if we're going to reconcile at some point, we need to communicate, you know, we need to talk. And bless Karina's reaction, you know, saying, well, you know, now you're just talking to me like I'm an item on your to-do list, you know. Yeah. And again, she puts herself last on that to-do list of she Myers. Did. She yeah. says, you know, you've made up with your friends. You've got your job back. I'm just the next thing to check off the list. And so you just want to talk to me as like an item to check off your list. And I think that we're just getting more and more kind of insight into how Karina sees herself in that marriage. And to be fair to her, she has not seen the new improved Maya. She still sees her as clipboard Maya. Yeah. You know? No, I, I agree. She She hasn't seen what we've seen. And her feelings are valid that, that she comes last and is going to take some, I mean, she already tried to prove it to her when Jack texted her and said, you need to come back. And she said, no, I'm staying here with you. To me, yeah. that was like the first thing to have my, have Karina be like, okay, yeah. she's not going back to work. So, but her feelings like we, you know, she said, I'm sick of being pulled around like a doll and being sick of being put on the sidelines. And now you've literally poisoned me. You know, so yeah. it's like you've been emotionally poisoning me for months by doing this, by like dragging me from pillar to post and just, you know, pushing me off to the side. And now you've like physically poisoned me. Now you've actually yeah. done it, you know. But I feel like she needed to get that off her chest um, before she could kind of let Meyer in that little bit. And, that, you know, and, and, and that's when we get the little pout and the I'm so cold. Can you bring me a blanket? And again, like metaphorically, you know, she she's she's without her comfort. She's without her wife. Things are cold. You know, I felt like when she was talking to Bailey, I felt like that was probably the first actual conversation that she'd had with anyone about it. And, you know, we were talking, weren't we, about how it seems like nobody from the station has had anything to do with them. You know, the fact that Jack said to Karina, how's Maya? He didn't even know that Maya and Karina weren't talking. Right. So she so she's obviously not been kind of talking to people at the station about it. She doesn't have like the best relationships with people as work as far as as far as we can tell. Everything just seems very professional there. So who's she who's she had? She's been left out in the cold. And I felt like her kind of saying, Can you bring me a blanket? You know, she just had like that emotional comfort and that emotional kind of warmth and being wrapped up and from from her wife that she's been desperate for i i thought but no it was a good it was a good play on words and a good visual of what was yes. happening not just getting a blanket yeah yeah for sure absolutely yeah. yeah and um and maya like outside the door as well Yes, when she when she threw up the second time and then got quiet, the the yeah. tremble in Maya's voice when she was like Karina, yeah. Karina, it it just it melted me. Yeah, to hear the. But you picked up on when um when they were talking before in in um was it oh nine with the shampoo when Karina goes back to get the shampoo and you're yeah. saying like Maya physically yes. trying to hold herself back and you saw yeah. that again because that door wasn't locked. No, it wasn't. And it took you, and she was literally wincing, like there yes. was there was a literal like wince of like physically holding herself back from just like smashing through that door, and she didn't do it. She didn't do it. She waited for the invitation. 
And that was so beautiful. It was beautiful to see the little subtleties that Danielle has been doing so amazing portraying in, in Maya. Um, oh, yeah. And you know how desperately she wanted to open that door. You, you know oh, yeah. she wanted to just sit with her and the fact that she waited. And then when she said get her a blanket, it was like, phew, like let me get that blanket. Her ankle is healed. Um, she is fine. Gold medal all over again. Yeah, right. Um, and then, you know, right in there. And, and that scene was, I've watched that scene on loop so many times. Of, of, <laughs> you know, when, when Karina just fell into Maya's arms. And, and yeah. uh, that was just beautiful. It was beautifully done. And it was a, a glimmer of something. So. So again, this is my lawyer eyes. I see everything. Before the before all the uh, sweetness and affection, she hangs a like a bag of fluids up above the toilet. Has she, she put does. that drip in Karina's foot? Because Karina's right shoe is off. Is that something that you would do? If somebody's if somebody's very if somebody's very very dehydrated, uh, I've done the foot before. Um, if they're very dehydrated, which I mean, it says that she's been, now I'm pulling it up to look. It says that she's been repeatedly vomiting and, and is dehydrated. That's why she brought the fluids. But I really, I really loved in that scene after Maya's hung the drip and she's grabbed a towel yeah. and she's like rubbing Karina's back and, um, and uh, Karina tries, tries to send her back to work. And she says, I am at work. I'm trying to prevent a catastrophe. And Karina says, yes, one yeah. you literally baked into, lasagna, into a lasagna. And yeah. Maya does that little, the little smile in the eye roll, like, oh, God. And it, that felt so familiar and so soft. Like, that's the sort of thing that she would expect to come out of her mouth. And it felt normal again. It felt like a little bit of normality, you know? Yeah, the little smirk that she gives. Yeah. That Maya yeah, and the, gives, and the yeah. Little, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And then, and I know this is technical, but Karina is right to ask how you mess up a lasagna. How do, lasagnas are cooked twice. You cook the meat twice. Right. So there's no way. There's, there's no, no way. way you can mess up a lasagna. And then Maya says that she took it out of the oven to get it to Karina while it was still hot. So it would still be hot, if not hotter, if she had left it in the oven for the correct amount of time. Right. Right, and and it wasn't that hot when she dropped it off because she um had it in her well, she hands. She was just carrying it around as if it was yeah, like the, as if she'd done it the night before and it would, it had come out of the fridge. So that's why people think she's pregnant as well because you can't mess up lasagna. So, but Bailey did I, but say that it was not right. It wasn't. It didn't smell right. Yeah, and also so. Karina said that it tasted funny. So I'm gonna hang on to this being food poisoning and not and not pregnancy. Do you think she noticed that Amaya's um, when she checks her phone that the background is them? Do you think Karina? She like, has to. She has that? to notice. She has to notice. Maya asks her if the lasagna that half killed her at least tasted okay, and yeah. and I just thought it was so cute because it's like, oh come on, please, just I just need something. Just give me a little bit of validation, and it's that that breaks Karina. She doesn't yeah. answer, but it's just the the like the little finger like the what are you actually I'm like I've had my head down the toilet because of this lasagna and you're asking me to does it taste okay but they smile at each other it's the first normalcy they're with each other yeah is it me like I'm prepared to be wrong like I don't need to die on this hill <laughs> but is this the first time they've smiled at each other for the whole of season six probably at least a genuine smile not so you know what I mean like yeah uh Probably that it's your first genuine smile, yeah. 
I don't remember seeing them smile at each other for the whole, I mean, like they've had a couple of moments, like they had like a kiss in the beanery on Halloween. Yeah. And then obviously there was the whole setting up the table and whacking on the lingerie uh, affair right. in six of five. I think but there was no real that was kind of a, a desperation thing like a I need to feel something not a it didn't feel like a happy coming together it felt like a desperate like trying to hold on to something and this just felt this felt like vintage them and I I think that it's the first time that they actually smiled at each other for this yeah. whole series I agree I agree and it was beautifully done and and Nice to finally see it. So, and again, a lovely bit of writing as Karina relaxes into Maya's arms, and she says, "Thank you for coming." And Maya says, "Thank you for letting me in." And I don't think either of them mean Maya physically coming to the hotel. Yeah, for sure, hundred percent. Yeah, uh, and that made it even more special, though, kind of knowing what was behind the words. Yeah. yeah. It was just, sure. it was just absolutely gorgeous. And then as if by magic, Jack manages to intervene as he always does. Yeah. But Jack always manages to do this, right? So they're having a tender moment. Things are beautiful. You know, Maya's like rubbing Karina's arm and then Jack sends a text message saying, come on, let, we've got to go. Yeah. <laughs> and like ruins the yeah. moment as Jack always manages to do. And that's when you know, as you were saying, Maya really comes through and shows Karina that she's going to put her first because Karina tries to send her away and says, come on, no, you, you really need to go to work. And Maya's like reaching for, for a reason to stay. No, 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 because no, you could be really dehydrated or you could actually be sicker than we think. Yeah. And then Karina kind of says, no, come on, what is it? Spit it out. And that's when we have... Um, that she's scared. She doesn't want to leave because she doesn't know if she walks out that door when she'll see her again. Yeah. And that was, I teared up. That was beautiful. And I love that Karina knew it was something deeper than, than what Maya was saying. And yeah. I loved her little shoulder, her little back shoulder yeah, little, rub that she will, tried to do. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and the little, well, hey, it just, Karina had a lot of subtle comfort tease that she did with her that I yes. loved. So even yeah. the wiping the little tear away, which was, we found out was improv. Um, so, yeah. Well, yeah. I wondered, because we do know that the wipe of the tear was improvised and um, the kiss on the forehead from Maya was improvised. But I wondered if, the script called for Maya to actually have a tear and to actually cry or whether, whether Danielle just broke. Yeah. You know, and it, because that tremble, there is that, there's a definite tremble in her voice when she says, I, d I don't know if I'll see you again. And so then I wonder if, if the whole thing, if the don't cry and the tear wipe then was, yeah. you know, or if she was supposed, you know, if she really was supposed to cry or if she just spontaneously cried and it wouldn't surprise me if it was that she just spontaneously Right. I remember thinking, especially after Stefania kind of revealed what the different th improv things were, were and, and Paris, yeah. I, I got the vibe that the cry was in, was improvised, that Danielle yeah. just kind of did it. And then she yeah. went, yeah, that that whole thing. And then, and then that the tear wipe kind of followed on yes. from, from that. Yeah. yeah. Which is but, just magical. Um, so 
this is why they they are just they are just gold they just really they are, are. um yeah. incredible it's just it, it was just it was so good it was so good and it felt like it just felt like um i didn't i didn't cry when i watched it the first time round i didn't cry um but I don't know if I told you, I can't actually type anything at the moment. I can't write and I can't type because of some medical issues that I have, some problems yeah. with my hands. So the notes are on my computer because I have to use a speech to text. Yeah. And it wasn't until I was watching it a second time round and I was actually like dictating it and explaining it. And like that, as I was saying it, I got really emotional and I started to, I started to cry. And I'm not really like a crier at TV mm-hmm. much. Um, but it got me and I think it's because like this whole time like there's been so much tension and they're so good at their jobs the tension comes through the screen and they've been holding their bodies in so much tension and where they've been kind of at each other yeah yeah it's heightened it and so when we're so used to for you know for the first couple of seasons they were together and they were great in season five. Like they were really together. Like they were really united in season five. And we're used to them being such a comfort. And it, and they feel like a cozy like blanket. You know, they everything's so soft and you know and light and lovely. And then suddenly they're like attacking each other, and everything feels hard and brittle. Everything that I think that's the word. Everything between them has felt very very brittle. And I feel like literally the second that Karina just kind of sunk back. And all of the tension went out of her body. I think the fan base and everybody watching, the tension kind of left our bodies at the same time. And it was just like this big giant sigh and like letting it all out. And it's like, okay, it's not over. We can't just draw a line, but it's better. The tension's tension's gone out of it. And I think that's why it felt so emotional, I think. It's because it was like a giant kind of letting go. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about that. No, I I was really thinking about it because it's, I had never looked at it that way before. But I can literally remember having deep sighs like that, like where it was just like, yes. okay, you know what I mean. Um, that were it wasn't better, but you knew it was going to get better, and just releasing yes. that. So, but I'd never, I wouldn't have been able to describe it how you did. But I can definitely relate. So yeah, powerful, powerful stuff. It was absolutely amazing. It was just, it was so well done. And what I really loved as well was like with Maya finding her boundaries. Well, first of all, I loved the reflection between Karina bringing the lasagna in season three and then Maya bringing the lasagna. Yes. And Karina's kind of breaking Maya's boundaries when she, unknowingly, when she brings the lasagna and then, you know, Maya's kind of crappy to her and then says, well, look, I'm just broken. And Corinne says, well, I don't fix broken people. Um, yeah. And Maya kind of won't let her go. And then the thing happens that used to happen in the captain's office when the blinds went down. Right. And, and this time, Maya knows that she's breaking Karina's boundaries by bringing it in. And again, she's kind of saying, I'm still broken. I know I'm still broken, but I'm not expecting you to fix the broken person the broken person is fixing themselves and I'm going to prove it by not letting you go I'm just going to put this here and and I'm going to take myself away 
so you know kind of showing you know that i'm not i'm not the broken person that you brought the lasagna to in the first place like this is a different situation so i loved that and the fact that she so she's respected that boundary and don't forget she's taken brooke and clara she's taken car crash one and car crash two to the hospital right but has resisted the temptation to yeah go to yeah obgyn and and visit korean how's it she's resisted the temptation she didn't do it you know and then again the the bathroom door is closed but not locked and again she doesn't go through so i just think yeah i just think that the growth was amazing and the way that they dealt with that episode actually with maya in that episode was just really special i think that it was just super well done yeah i hadn't even thought about the fact that she went had to go back to the hospital to drop clara and brooke off and that would have opened her up to running upstairs to to check on karina i didn't even yeah. put that together so yeah so much growth it's, it's insane i'm so proud of of danielle for where she's maya for where she's at so yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. So, uh, any hopes for next week? Well, I think <laughs> slash hope that maybe Diane might have a word in Karina's ear because okay. we know that Diane is going to be in in the episode, and it said the team is forced to make a risky call that could cost them dearly after Tomas's barbershop catches fire. Diane drops by the station and is called back into action alongside Vic and Karina. Oh, and then Beckett makes a decision about his future. So if Diane is working alongside Karina, obviously she can't break HIPAA. She can't, you know, talk in specifics. But what she could say is, I think if you sat down and had a conversation with your wife, you would be very pleasantly surprised. Yes. And also your wife deserves a conversation at this point yeah you know not negating your pain not negating but she's done she's put in the work and she's put in the work for you and I think that she kind of deserves the chance to like say to you what she needs to say and actually you deserve to hear it so I think that that would be a nice conversation for the two of them to have doctor to doctor oh that's a good that's a good way to put it. Cause I had the same thought was like, can some kind of conversation happen where, you know, obviously she can't reveal any, any patient information, but she can, she can play with her words and stay safe around that. And yeah. And even just when she, if she just did it by checking in with Karina um, and then it could turn into a, well, your wife's doing, she's working really hard for you. Just something as simple as that. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Okay. Do we do what's the name for episode eleven? Do you know? So I don't remember what it's called, but but that's what's going to happen. And then meanwhile on Grey's, because if you are a Karina DeLuca fan, you might want to watch Grey's straight after because Karina is going to be in episode eleven of Grey's. So yeah, I thought about is that the explosion one? Let's say folks if you haven't seen any promos if you haven't seen any behind the scenes pictures and you don't like spoilers (laughs) perhaps skip forward 30 seconds to a minute (laughs) (laughs) because um when we when tiffany and i were talking a couple of weeks ago i said to you didn't i that they just released some behind the scenes of uh episode 11 of grays and that karina was um going to be I assumed it had to be clinic stuff 
because Bailey was there and Addison Montgomery and Joe Wilson. So the whole kind of OBGYN reproductive health team were there. And then like a day or two later, Gray's released the synopsis for episode 12. So the following episode that said, following, you know, the kind of shocking events at the clinic, the hospital goes into lockdown. And so I said to Tiffany, I think that it's going to be kind of (laughs) anti-abortion protesters are going to fly into the clinic in episode 11. And then that's the kind of shocking event that everyone's going going to be sort of reading from in episode 12. And then yeah, it turned out I was right. <laughs> so they then released. I saw yeah. it. Yeah. So 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 I am correct. So my feeling. Oh, and then my further sleuthing. Sometimes it's really annoying being a lawyer. <laughs> the way that my brain works does not leave me any surprises. <laughs> but um, do you remember in uh, Stefania and Danielle's live, they said that the episode that they were currently filming was directed by David Greenspan. And Stefania said, today's been a good day because they were talking about how they didn't like being mean to each other as Maya and Karina. And yeah. um, they were looking forward to best days. And Stefania said, today was a good day. Today was a good day. Episode 13 is directed by David Greenspan. Okay. So I think, and, and I said to you, didn't I, that my theory was that Karina was going to get caught up in all this hoo-ha at the clinic and was going to have kind of a near-death experience or, you know, kind of realize how short and precious life is and that that would kind of fast-track their reconciliation. So that would track with that timeline if the clinic's attacked in 11, they're still reeling in 12, that she might be back happy again with Maya, like realizing life's too short, let's just get back on the happy train by episode 13. So maybe she can get out. Maybe she can. She's pretty. She could wink at one of those uh, protesters and get out of a side door. No, you know, maybe she'll maybe she'll find a way out and she'll be fine. Or maybe she'll be locked down in there for the whole entire thing and you know get completely freaked out. But I think one way or another, depending on whether she manages to escape or not, depends on whether we see her in episode twelve of uh, Station Nineteen because she might still be locked down in the clinic. Right. Okay. So depending on how they deal with that, I think twelve. Or 13, we'll see them as back to normal as you can be. After well, let's like look forward to it. That's what I think. That's my theory. Couple weeks. That, let's see that's what happens. A hill, that's a hill I will die on, Tiffany. <laughs> no, that's a good theory, though, because usually it takes something like that to convince us to change, right? Yeah. Um, and so she could get in there. And even if she doesn't have a near-death experience, just having that it go on lockdown and not being able to get to Maya when she wants to. Yeah, but I think, you know, if there's, if, you know, people are kind of throwing rocks or planting bombs or shooting at things and, you know, and, oh, and the the trailer for Grey said, no doctor is safe. Right, I saw that, yeah. So someone's having a near-death experience, so, you know. um, But, you know, so so I'm I'm thinking that that's just going to be the catalyst to kind of spring them back to, to where we need them to be for our emotional well-being. Yeah. We will see. Dun, dun, dun. So what, what are you looking forward to for next week? I'm looking forward to seeing if anything happens with uh, Dixon and his claim against basically Station 19 because that, that didn't go away. That still happened. 
No, we um, haven't seen him or Ross for two weeks now. Yeah, we haven't. So that so there's got to be some brouhaha go going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see what happens with Travis because I really don't want him to be mayor, and um, mm. I'm curious to see. And I'm curious to see the date with Eli and Andy. You know, I'm on the fence about Eli, so I'd, I'd like to see how the date goes, how he you treats You want to see her. a foppish Englishman dancing? I do. I very much do. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, of course, what happens with, with uh, Maya Karina, but I also am ready for something to happen with Beckett. It's getting old, the constant, something happened because he's drinking. Something happened. It's like, okay, we got it. So something needs to change. And you'd hope that his probie literally losing his line right would be the wake-up call that he needs yeah 100 so. so yeah i'm interested for a lot we didn't get a whole lot on the preview so no i'll be te- i'll be texting you as soon as uh, it's over yes so redundant question considering all that has just gone before but who do we think had the best growth slash arc in this episode so I'm going to, other than Maya and Karina, because I'm going to, because that's the easy answer, because Karina showed growth as well. Yes. I'm going to say Travis. Yes. He showed a lot of growth on those phone calls, answering the questions. He he learned a lot about himself. And so that was cool to see. Good answer. Yeah. Thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I was on a game show. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> and then um, what was, to your mind, the best scene? Uh, to me, the best scene, gosh, I, it was either, it's either when she's standing outside the bathroom door trying to get in or when she's already in and Karina has kind of fallen into her arms and they're just resting with each other. That was, that was the best one for me and not just because it was so comforting and it was like this giant exhale that we've all been waiting for since October um although that is the case but um I just I actually thought that that was the best written scene Travis had clever dialogue don't get me wrong but but I thought that was the best written scene you know with the thanks for coming thanks for letting me in and then the you know, you could be dehydrated, you could be sicker than me, and then the having to kind of actually reveal, no, I'm scared. That's what it is. I'm scared of losing you. That's what it is. Yep. So I thought that yep. it it was just a very well crafted, um, it was very well written. And then as we know, you know, the girls took it that extra that extra step and gave it that extra something special. So um so they elevated it even further. So hundred percent that was the best scene for me. Awesome. I didn't think we had like a gifable moment. This maybe Bailey, maybe Bailey sniffing the lasagna. That would make a, a, yeah. a good gift, maybe. A bit or her, her eye rolling. Yeah. yeah. Her eye rolling could definitely be. Um, just trying to think. Karina's pout could be. I think. True. Maybe. True. And uh, and it's a shame they didn't focus more on her side eye at Bailey because I think. Yeah. Karina needs to patent that uh, or pattern, I think you, you pronounce it over there. That side eye. Yeah, patent, yeah, for sure. <laughs> those are both those were both gifable moments. And that's that episode. I think that we've um, covered it from all angles. Yeah, that's a wrap. Now we got what today's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, three days until we get to get them back on our screen and uh, get ready to go for episode eleven. All right. Well, thanks for spending the evening with me again. 
Thank you. It was good to see you. And you. So I will see you soon. <laughs>